What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the First Defense Audio Installment. We're getting closer and closer to the season starting, and a ton of news is coming out every day. We're just 22 days away from the bush clash at the LA Coliseum. In today's episode, we'll be talking about some team adjustments, the next-gen test at Daytona, new paint schemes and sponsorships, and some other news. Lastly, we'll be going over the top five active drivers with the best stats at Daytona. First off, there were some team adjustments made this week. The biggest one being Eric Almarola announcing his retirement at the end of the 2022 season. Eric's only 37, so I think it's a little early as most drivers. They'll race past their 40s, like 45. I think Harvick, Harvick might be 46. I'm not sure, and he still has two years left. But anyways, Eric posted a video talking about his decision, and he basically said that he wanted to spend more time with his family. He raced for 14 seasons, and he had three wins. He won at Daytona, Talladega, and most recently New Hampshire back in the summer. I think this probably means that Ryan Priest might end up in his car, because last week I think most people were speculating that um, Priest would be taking over for Harvick, and Almirola would race at least three four more years but I think this is going to give an opportunity for Priest to join the Cup Series next year it was also announced that Josh Balicki will be Corey LaJoy's teammate running in the 77 for Spire Motorsports that's not going to be for the whole season but I think at some races I'll have to go back and check and post that on my Instagram and then lastly, Cody Ware will be running in the 51 car full-time, so we'll, we can expect to see him causing cautions and stuff like usual. Moving on to the Daytona test, a handful of teams tested for two days. Dale Jr. took part in the test driving the number 5 car for Hendrick Motorsports. After the test, he said that he had no interest in going back to the Cup Series for any one-off race. He said he liked the Xfinity races that he does, which is going to be Martinsville, I think, this spring. So he said that the Cup Series is just like a whole new level and he'll stick to the Xfinity Series. And he said watching people draft and move around, he was like, couldn't believe that he used to do that. But anyways, they tested it in a pack and they also tried tandem drafting, which was hasn't been used in years so it was interesting to see that that but they settled on a 510 horsepower package with a seven inch spoiler which is really similar to last year's package i think they want it they're happy with that so they want it to stay pretty similar for us as the viewer standpoint i think it'll be very similar looking but i think for a driver's point of view they're going to be it's going to feel a lot different for them. Joey Logano said it will work. Joey Logano said that tandem drafting will work for a little bit, but he said once you start doing it for a little while, it'll start to move the car around in front of you a little too much, so it's not, I don't think they'll be using it much. He said the round front bumper causes the car to move a lot, but he said it would be similar to past years with um, big crashes and unpredictable lead changes and everything. 
but they just said that the steering box is a lot faster so for drivers it'll take some getting used to that junior said that on short tracks and road courses the drivers will like the fast steering but it'll be a little different on daytona and talladega and even some mile and a half Kozlowski said that the biggest challenge is going to be turning around and going to the following races with enough cars because there's some supply chain issues with the new car and he doesn't think that the teams will be able to turn around quickly without having to put a ton of work in to the cars and spend hours and hours getting prepared. Um, Some good news and bad news on the Daytona 500. The good news is that the tickets actually sold out for the grandstand but the race winning car might not be left at daytona for the year because of supply chain issues with getting enough parts and having cars ready and everything so it shouldn't be a big deal after the first i don't know quarter of the season but there they some teams might struggle turning around and having cars ready to go new paint schemes and sponsorships all of Hendricks Motorsports primary paint schemes are finally out and most of them are pretty similar to what they had last year. Kyle Larson's is, I think it's almost exactly the same besides the number move. I think that this paint scheme is just one that's going to stay in Hendricks lineup for a long time because it was Rick Hendricks son's paint scheme who died in a plane crash. Um, one cool thing about Larson's fire suit is that he's gonna have like a home and an away fire suit and it'll depend whether the racetrack is a certain distance away from a Hendrick Cars dealership. I think it's about half. Half of the races will be away, half will be home maybe. I'll have to double check but he um he has a white fire suit and a blue one. They're both pretty cool. I think the blue one's almost identical to last year's but the white one's really cool. It was also announced that Reem will be sponsoring Kevin Harvick for the first time in about 10 years, I think. Um, his Reem Mustang was one of the best paint schemes to come out, in my opinion. I think SHRs, they're using the new space perfectly, and all their cars are looking really cool. You can, um, if you want to see more paint schemes, there was like, Hamlin's FedEx scheme, Elliot's Napa scheme, there was just tons that were released, so if you want to see all those, just go on Safari or Google or whatever and just type in um, 2022 paint schemes, J-skis, and they'll have all the cars in the new paint schemes categorized by number, so you can look at all those. Also, the last thing is Ricky Senhouse Jr. will be sponsored by Irish Spring. In the Daytona 500, so that's that's a good new sponsorship. Get into the top five active drivers with the best stats at Daytona. There's a few more changes that we found out about next, last week. Sonoma is going to be getting rid of their carousel and going back to the chute, they call it. Um, they ran the carousel for two years, I think, and then they decided to go back to the chute. I think most people are happy about that because it's makes the racing there a little bit better and then about the bush clash it has 36 entries but only 23 cars are going to make it ben bayshore won't be kyle bush's crew chief because he has to serve a penalty that he got back at phoenix 
finally the best Daytona drivers these stats are from 2019 so it's about six races per driver I think they all had have race in all six so starting in fifth I have Chase Elliott he's come pretty close to winning the 500 last year I think he finished second behind Michael McDowell and I think he has a really good chance this year he finished in the top five twice out of those six races which is really good considering it's Daytona in fourth place we have William Byron although his average finish is 21.2 it doesn't show that he won the summer race last year not last summer the summer before that in 2020 he also hasn't one more top five finish on top of that so those are some good stats next in third I have Ryan Blaney he won at Michigan which is similar to a play track big it's a um, two mile huge track so he also won at Daytona in the summer race and he has a few races at he has a few wins at Talladega or one one win at Talladega he's also had two top five finishes in the last six Daytona races and three top ten finishes so he has some good stats there too in second I put Michael McDowell just because he won the 500 last year and he seems to run up front a lot he has two top five finishes with an average finish of 14th, which is pretty good considering all the wrecks that happen. Um, I think anything better than 15th is a good, a good average finish at Daytona because there's you're very likely to wreck and finish 30th or worse. In first, I think this one is pretty obvious, and you could guess it's Denny Hamlin. He has two wins. In just six races and they're both the Daytona 500 he has four top fives and an average finish of eighth he's pretty much a contender every time we go to Daytona so I think he's definitely has the best odds of winning this year but we'll see I think anybody in this top five list is gonna be in the top 10 top 15 for the majority of their races so, anyways, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Um, one last thing is that Tanner Thorson is the Chili Bowl winner. He won it last night. And uh, there was a few cup drivers. I think Larson, Bell, Newman made it. I'm not sure who else. I'll have to. You'll have to look on my Instagram. I'll post something. And Newman also had, said he has no plans for... 2022 so I don't think he'll be racing in the cup series at least but yeah that's it for today's episode um follow me on instagram tiktok twitter at first or fence and you can email me at first or fence at outlook.com if you have any questions thanks see ya